It's so good to see each of you this morning as we gather together. What a beautiful day that the Lord has given us. I found out in the first service my voice is not as strong as I thought it was, so I had a couple coughing spells. Hopefully I won't have as many uh, today, Uh, but it's so good to see you. Uh, This morning in our first service, we were getting ready and I was putting some things on the back table, and Ms. Laura June Wilson came in, and she began scratching my back. Now, I just stayed put. I didn't move. You know, the more I stayed, the more she scratched, and it felt good. Have you ever had your back scratched, and it just, oh. We've all had those experiences, and those are good things, and we're always thinking how I could get my back scratched some more, but you know, it's a very comfortable feeling. It's a feeling that we enjoy. Well, in life, and one of the things that I guess God shared with me and, and, and with our staff uh, this week, Preston and myself and Tara, we had a, an opportunity to go to a one-day conference on Thursday um, uh, entitled Sharper. It was done by our convention, and, and it was held across the state. And there was about 250 of us that attended this conference in West Palm. Uh, believe it or not, believe it or not, on that Thursday, I was standing in front of my house before 6.30 a.m. waiting for my ride. They told me to be there, 6.30 What time was it we got home? It was late. It was a long day. Never happened again. But at this conference, we were challenged with the thought of iron sharpening iron, where we were there to learn from each other. And it was a great time of learning and a great time of being renewed, even though it was just in a one-day conference. I walked in the door that morning, and I wasn't really that awake because I hadn't had that much coffee. Um, and uh, first person I really bumped into, I looked up, and lo and behold, it was one of the gentlemen that married Kathy and I. Uh, but uh, Lamar Duke, uh, he came early on in our ministry, did a couple revivals for us. Uh, couldn't believe he was there. And so we had this time, but at this meeting, we were challenged in a lot of different ways. One of the, one of the what was the name of that conference, Tara? That, that uh, hold on, we got time. Let me find it, Preston. What legacy? The something, the truth. What was that, Preston? Well, yes, amen. That will happen. Now, since I'm looking for it, I cannot find it, of course. But there was one that basically. Uh, no, not that one, not that one, not that one. One more, it's going to come to me, Preston, but I guess not. Anyway, do you have somewhere to go? you have somewhere to go, Preston? Well, I can't find it, of course. But basically, it was talking about, what was it talking about? Brutal truths. Thank you, Tara. She didn't. Well, thank you, Tara. See, brutal truths that I'm getting deaf. Okay, brutal truths. One of the brutal truths that we learned in the session that I was in 
is that from the North American Mission Board is that 89%, think of that, 89% of our state here in Florida, Florida is lost and doesn't know Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? 89%. So they told us to think about that for a moment, and, and I tell you, that's some, some brutal honesty to think about, that when you go to the grocery store, you go to the gas station, you go wherever you're running into every day lost people. Now you take, then they asked us to look at our county. And I, so I looked at Henry County, pulled it up on our little Google thing, and we have 39,000 people that live in Henry County. 39,000 people. If we take that same percentage that across the state of Florida, we don't have many saved people even in our county, do we? And so when we started looking at that brutal honesty of looking at the stats and thinking about our county and thinking of our state and how many lost people are out there, we began saying, man, we need to be doing more than what we're doing. And, and, and one of the things in what some of the churches are doing, and I think it's a, a, a great concept, is that, you know, here we are. We're positioned in a certain place. And what areas... Are we claiming for the Lord? There are churches that are literally taking maps of their communities and say, well, if we don't reach this area, who will? And if this area, if we don't reach them, who will? And because if we start drawing that on a map, it would include parts of Glades County. It would include southern Henry County. It would, it would include different areas. And when we start doing that and looking at the numbers, it just kind of gets to the point that I said, man, we've got a lot of work to do. Now, you heard me open up about getting my back scratched. I, I did that because, you know, as, even in churches, we get comfortable. I mean, we do. We get comfortable, and you know, the church, we say, well, you know, there's no fussing going on right now, and this and that. And we just get comfortable, and we forget about the, what we really need to be doing is reaching. And guys, now we know they're all around us, lost people for Jesus Christ. They're everywhere we step. We could probably go a block and hit a lost person. We might even go less than that and hit a lost person. And so it should remind us of the urgency and the importance and that we do not become so comfortable that we forget the very thing that we're all about. I remember when little Owen was young. And on Sunday, Sundays afterwards, he would always want to go to the little swing. And at first, I was like, oh, you know, I'm tired. I've preached and swinging him after, you know, you know, after church. and But then I learned that if I swinged him just right, it would put him to sleep. <laughs> now, he wanted to swing because of the fun, but I was swinging him to put him to sleep. You know, and sometimes we do that to ourselves. We got ourselves in a rhythm, and we got this going and that going, and we're just going, and, you know, okay, I'll miss that. Someone else will get that. And we've just lulled ourselves to sleep. This morning, I want us to think of the responsibility that we have. Take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Romans. 
The book of Romans, chapter 15. Romans, chapter 15. Romans, chapter 15. Let me begin with the first seven verses. It says, Now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the witnesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves. Each one of us must please his neighbor for his good to build, to build him up. For even the Messiah did not please himself. On the contrary, it is written, The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For whatever what was written in the past was written for our instruction, so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the Scripture. Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement allow you to live in harmony with one another according to the command of Christ Jesus, so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with a united mind and voice. Now stop there. We're going to come back to this in just a moment. Scripture this morning. I want us to see this morning as children of God, we have been blessed with the salvation of Jesus Christ. We need to see what we have in that salvation. We have been blessed being saved through Jesus Christ. Amen? We have been blessed. And that is something that we need to look and turn around and, and see that in our state, our state is literally dying and going to hell. We look at the events that take place across this nation. We took at the events that happen within our own state. We need to see the lostness. We need to see that the lostness is around us. So our salvation brings us a responsibility. And that responsibility is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we share that, we're sharing that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the only one that can save us. He is the only one that can set us free and we need to be reminded of that. Paul is reminding us of us in many things through this. But, but if, you know, even the commandment, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. One of the responsibilities, I, I believe this passage of Scripture reminds us in Romans 15, is the importance of responsible service, but being responsible in serving the Lord. Strong Christians, it talks about there in verse 1. Responsible for weak. You know, if God has blessed us in a certain area and has given us strength, we don't need to look at that and say, boy, look at me. We need to see how I can help my brother and sister in the Lord. We need to see how we can carry someone on a little bit further. There are people many times that just feel like they feel like they can't take another step. They feel like they can't move an inch more. But we need to see the importance of helping one another. Christian life, sometimes we get in our own little world and we think of just of ourselves. But think of Christ with me. Did Christ think of himself? Think about it. Did Christ think of himself? Christ, time after time, has given us illustration of how he thought of others. And so we find that one of the things that we need to be about is to serve us and to be there for one another. Galatians chapter 6. 
verses 1 and 2 says, Brothers, if someone is caught in wrongdoing, you who are spiritual should restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourself so you also won't be tempted. Carry one another's burdens in this way, you who will fulfill the law of Christ. This past Wednesday night, I had mentioned about our St. Matt's guides, and we have been blessed by those men who are striving, and God is working such a miracle in their lives, and, and they're putting their lives back together through the power of Jesus Christ. And uh, last Wednesday, I had asked them, uh, because on Monday of that last week, they had another graduation, and another 33 uh, men and women uh, graduated in the sense that their lives, through the power of Jesus Christ, and they would tell you that, have been put back together. I, I remember a year, I don't know, the last time I attended one of those, a mother sat at the table that Kathy and I were at, and, and the mother was just sharing. She said, she said, this day is so overwhelming to me. She said, this day is because I had been through those years where I just didn't know what we were going to do next. I, I, I just didn't know if he was going to make it. I, I just didn't know if he would even live another day of the, of the things that had gotten hold of him. And now a year has gone by and he is totally different through Jesus Christ. And this mother, she was almost in tears about it. But guys, we need to see that in our world today, there are people just like that all around us. We'll say that there's a drug problem in Florida. Well, let's just say it, it is. They, there is a drug problem in Florida. But Jesus Christ is the answer. And we've got to share with people. We've got to talk with people. We've got to carry one another's burdens. We've got to realize that it is hard. We've also got to be sincere. Verse 2 talks about being there for our neighbor and, and be sincere. We, we don't need to go about being cocky and, and thinking, well, we're better than you, but seeing the importance of understanding. People want to understand that they're not the only person struggling. They want to understand that they're not the only person hurting. To be sincere. Christ came to be our Savior, and so Christ didn't come to please himself. He, he gave of himself. And so we need to see the importance of giving of ourselves, just like Christ. What could we give someone? We could give them an understanding of the gospel. We could give them a heart that is open. The other day, Friday, another day I had to get up early. I was between Naples and Fort Myers on US 41, sitting in traffic. Can you relate? I was sitting there, and I had the radio on, I think. I, I don't know. But all of a sudden, I started hearing voices. Now, that's not good. But I started hearing voices, and, 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 and I looked out, and I kept hearing, Sir, Mister. And I looked out, and there was an older gentleman getting out of a white Porsche, and he had a dog in the front seat. And this man, he was walking around his car, and he looked like he didn't know where he was or what he was doing. And there were some people in the lane over asking, got out of their car to see if he needed help. And I just thought that for a second, I don't know if I'd be one of those getting out of my car to see if he needed help. And then I thought, well, Frank, why wouldn't you do that? Part of me wanted to get my car away from that, you know. It's like, but, you know, are we willing to go where we're needed? 
The Savior reached out. Christ was one. He, he didn't leave, live to please himself. He ministered. And then we also find the importance of, of saying, Lord, use me. Look at verse 4 that we read just a moment ago. And it says, for whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction. Guys, we have been given some sacred writings of God's word. We have been given instruction. And sometimes we forget about that instruction. We forget that it's been given to us for a reason. I don't know, some of you know I enjoy reading history. And, you know, sometimes even going back and reading some of our history, you, you wonder, well, why didn't we pick up on that? Same way with God's Word today. Why is it that we haven't picked up on that? Has, has anybody picked up your Bible and locked it away? No, we all have them, you know, and that was another thing. The average home, I don't know how they know this, Gary, kind of scary, but the average home has 5.4 Bibles in it. I don't know how they figured that. 5.4. Some of you only have a fourth of one, but 5.4 Bibles. Well, if we've got that many Bibles in home. Are we studying them? Are we reading them? And, and, and so, to see the responsibility that we have. Look at verse 5 of Romans 15. It says, now, may the God who gives endurance. Do you hear that? Now, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement allow you to live in harmony with one another. Now, what does God give? Endurance. Encouragement. Allow you to live in harmony according to the commands of Jesus Christ. Guys, I want us to see the things that God is saying I am providing and also the responsibility that we have to do those things and to realize that in these sacred writings are directions and the strength we can gain from them. But look at verse 6. So that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with the united mind and voice. Now, in that gathering we had on Thursday in West Palm, there was over 250 of us. And, and, and like in any group, I can, I, I, I can imagine that we would not all agree on the same thing. But isn't it interesting that when we take God's Word and we meditate upon God's Word and we study God's Word, and after we come out being in the presence of God, there seems to be more unity when we're all united in the Word of God. That is another thing that teaches. If we would spend more time in the Word of God, and God is saying, He said, help unify the mind and voice. Give us the words to say. And so the responsibility of service, I think in this, as we continue forward, we need to be about doing those things of service. We also need to be willing, as we look at verse 7, and if you turn there, it says, Therefore, accept one another, just as the Messiah also accepted you. Guys, I know in our world today, as we start reaching people for Jesus Christ, there are going to be some, you're going to say, Preacher, I don't know about that one. But you know, that's not up to you and me. Therefore, accept one another just as the Messiah accepted you to the glory of God. For I say the Messiah became a, a servant of the circumcised on behalf of God's truth to confirm the promise to the fathers so that the Gentiles may glorify God for his mercy. 
We have responsibilities of also taking and receiving people for Jesus Christ. What is the golden rule? First service had a little problem with that. But what about you? What is the golden rule? Do unto others what? Okay. Do you believe in that? Yeah, you should. Okay. It's okay to say yes. Okay. Does our world live by the golden rule? You'd say no, wouldn't you? So what should we do? If the world doesn't live by the golden rule, does that give you an exemption not to live by the golden rule? No. Okay? Now, remember when I said a moment ago that Jesus came to this world not for personal gain, but to give of himself? Accepting people, accepting others as Christ has accepted you. Someone handed you a perfect, perfect, flawless diamond. What would you say? Say thank you, right? You'd say thank you. But if that same person handed you a rock, that's what you would look at, is that that's a rock, you might not say thank you. But if they said, well, if you do the right things, you can make that rock into a diamond. Well, I know what you're thinking already. You're thinking, just give me the diamond, forget the rock, right? I mean, give me the perfect thing. Where would some of us be? Or maybe put it this way. It is amazing where we are today and what Christ has done. My brother has shared many times his life changed at a certain youth event in 2006. And look what God has done with that stone. Look what God can do to us, to you. But you know, sometimes we say, God, that's good, but let's stop there. Guys, why do we do that? Why do we do that to God? We need to see God... <coughs> Excuse me. We need to say, God... Go, go, do more, do more. But as we think of that golden rule, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them. Our world has a hard time understanding love. They especially have a hard time understanding God's love. Do you know that one of the number one things that people have asked about Billy Graham is where that casket has come from? That casket came from a death row inmate in the Louisiana State Penitentiary. He made it 10 years ago by a man who was convicted to death. That has become a testimony in itself. Some who said, well, Billy Graham should have been buried in something better than that. Guys, what is it all about? What is it all about? It's about the love of God. But there are some people today, you could knock them down with the love of God, and they wouldn't know it hit them. They don't understand the love of God. They, do, they maybe have not ever felt the love of God. But I want us to see this morning that we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to work 
to show the golden rule, to live the golden rule, and also realize that how Christ came. He came to help us and to show us <coughs> and to live the praise. Mentioned Paul, Preston mentioned earlier the life of Paul. His life was completely changed, turned. The faith that he developed was something that, that we can even, hard to even put together even today. But Paul was convinced of complete faith in God. And he also knew that it would produce a result that he wanted to run as far as it would go. We find in these other verses, in verses 15 and 16 and 17, that Paul writes boldly and exhorting the, those that know Jesus Christ to serve God and to live holy lives. Guys, in our world today, we must strive to serve God and live holy lives. We've got to stand up and live those holy lives. Our state demands it. The Holy Spirit, oh, isn't it amazing what the Holy Spirit can do? The Holy Spirit works through Paul. Can he work through you and I? Yes. But are we willing to let him work through us? Paul gave himself and allowed the Holy Spirit to do great things. Paul desired to preach God's word. And, and, and what about us? There in verse 20 in the passage of Scripture we've been reading, my aim, this is what Paul said, my aim is to evangelize where Christ has not been named, so that I will not build on someone else's foundation. Paul says, I want to go where they haven't heard yet. Guys, there are still people who need to know Jesus Christ. I told you on, on what is it, Sunday nights, if I don't get home in time, my family's watching the Cupcake Wars and all that, you know, and, and all those shows. I heard a phrase on there, I just, I just couldn't believe it. I heard a lady on that, you know, they have these people that are the worst cooks. There was a lady, she was there, and she, she was asking, she was, is this a stove or an oven? I was going, she doesn't know if she's on a stove or an oven. I just thought, how can that be? Well, you know what? There's people who don't know Jesus Christ and they don't know it either and and and, and we need to, to realize that and and as a church I don't want us to become so comfortable that that we just lull ourselves to sleep we we have a responsibility and that responsibility is to do God's will and the last time I checked and you know this the will of God is to reach the people around us and I just pray this morning that we all see the responsibility we have of reaching the people. Yeah, I could quote more numbers, but numbers, it's not about numbers. It's about lives and us taking God's responsibility seriously. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for this day. And I thank you, Lord, during this hour that you, Lord, would remind us of our responsibilities and Lord, that we, there are people dying in our state that need you. Lord, 
to think that almost 90% of our state doesn't know you. It's, a, it's just overwhelming. It shows us that every day we are coming in contact that, with people that don't know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that we would be about our responsibility of sharing Christ with others. In your Son's name, amen.